Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Who is me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're talking about some game news before we jump into a little bit of Pokemon Sword and Shield, Jedi Fallen Order, and finally Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. Use your free Amazon Prime subscription on us, please. It would be awesome because then we get a little bit of money. And then if you have Amazon Prime but used it somewhere else and you want to give us some money, we will take a normal subscription as well. We'll take whatever you want to give yeah. us. I mean, even if you just follow us and join us every other week, that would be cool too. Yes. Even if you just have us in your thoughts, we would appreciate it. Thoughts and prayers. Yep. Amen. At least one of those. One of them things. Alex, uh, any bumpers for the network? Yeah, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys did their class of 1979 on the movie Prophecy. Uh, it's a pretty good discussion. I'm almost finished with the episode. They also talk about their top five uh, seasons of television, which Willie put into our Discord. It was a little bit of a fun uh, discussion. Hmm. Uh, so go give that a listen. Did they like put hours in the show? I don't know yet. I haven't gotten there. They okay. were going through each other's, and then I don't know if everybody had responded in time for yeah. them to do it, or if he brought it up after they had recorded, or what the deal was. So okay. we'll find out. Maybe they'll talk about it next time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then for Gone to Texas fans, uh, I read the first two arcs of Preacher. What? I was on a plane. You read something? I read something. I made it through. How does I, how does that work? Like, I don't know. I I put my eyeballs on a thing, and there were words, and I understood some of them. <laughs> and uh, now I'm here. I think it's easier if you don't put your eyeballs directly on the thing. <laughs> oh, I should back up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, back up okay. a little bit. Maybe I can get through more of it then <laughs> yeah. in the future. So something may be coming soon, but uh, for now, uh, I'm, I'm sure Nick is enjoying time with his baby, and uh, we will we will have our series and season wrap up. At some point in the future. I think you guys should do a live reading of Preacher Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I wonder if you could do that and like how like legality of posting. Oh, yeah. Like you probably the, the can't do that. pages of the comics while you read through them and narrate. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably not legal. Probably it, not. Just do it for me personally. We'll do a radio play. I got a little bit of buzz in my ear. I don't yeah, know if you guys are catching that. Gladys, let us know if you see that. If, if you hear that. You probably won't hear it, but yeah, let us know. So anyway, that's all that's going on with yeah. the network. Cool. Uh, what else has everybody been playing? We can cover uh, Sword and Shield now if you want, because it's smaller. Yeah, I've played about forty-five minutes of the latest Pokemon release, which came out on Friday. So, uh, is it like old Pokemon games where you buy either Sword or Shield? Yes. Yeah. So they have two versions of the game, or you can buy them both for a hundred dollars uh, instead oh. of one hundred and twenty dollars. What a what, what a, a deal nice deal! But um, yeah, so there's Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. I purchased Sword, and um, I'm really only like forty five minutes to an hour into it at this point. I haven't even gotten to like the first gym yet. I just got Pokeballs, and that is my biggest complaint. There should be like you should be able to tell them. This is the last Pokemon game I've played, and then they just let you fast forward to the point where you're out of tutorials that are yeah. no longer relevant <laughs> to Pokemon, because it's just a very slow start. Um, I like the 3D world. It 
it's it's kind of uh the camera's a little more dynamic than it is in the let's go games because i feel like as you start walking through the areas they'll like bring the camera down and give you like a more almost a more 2d shot of the city now and things it, like that is it more traditional in the sense that you don't see the pokemon on screen or did did they keep that from the let's go series there are some pokemon that i'm seeing on the screen in in like the grass when you get into the grass but then there's also ones that just kind of random like, battle style yeah okay so i don't know what the mix or like it's probably like if you're seeking out a particular one and you see it pop up you can then go after it maybe. as opposed to like just having to run around in a grass area repeatedly until you get one that you want that's possible yeah just to kind of let you know here's this one if you want to come get it that that, that or maybe to show good. you what is available in the area like these are available in this particular area blah blah, blah. possibly or maybe the ones that i haven't seen are just so small that the grass is too yeah. big for them and then they they come to attack like you oh i didn't think about that you'll yeah. see like a little um Metal Gear Solid exclamation point appear when like something's does it make about the noise to, too? it doesn't make <laughs> the same noise unfortunately <laughs> But uh, so there is some of that and they'll they'll head towards you and try to attack you and whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's it, it's it's a Pokemon game. It seems pretty straightforward. I haven't run into any of the crazy mechanics yet, like the really the gi- Gigantamax or Gigamax or whatever the hell the gigantic versions of the Pokemon are. Um, it's kind of weird to have cinematics in a pokemon game and yeah. i when i when i say cinematics i don't mean like there's no like hand drawn stuff or like fully 3d things as of yet i'm just speaking of like in engine cinematics where people are saying things as far as i know there wasn't any voice acting but i was playing a lot of it on like a loud plane without a lot of sound up yeah. and have headphones in so but uh it feels like a pokemon game and um I'm hoping that the tutorials stop at some point soon, but maybe in like hour four or five, right. I'll, uh, you know, not a 10 hour tutorial like death stranding. No, it's still, it's still a Japanese game, so it'll be long, but probably not as long as a Hideo Kojima game, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll cover more Pokemon later. Yeah. When we've had more time to play. I also played a game. I can't remember the name of it, but it's on <laughs> Apple Arcade, and it's this cool non-Euclidean geometry game um, that you guys may have heard people talking about. It's I mean, a lot like... You used a math term, and my brain <laughs> decided it was just going to throw up. It's so. just this very, like, um, the way that your perspective shifts in the game. You can kind of use a button to make the wall the new floor basically okay and you can do that with all of the walls hmm. in the room and um and everything is repeating so like there's this kind of area that you can like walk outside and if you fall off the side you'll just continue falling until you like steer your way over to some other part a floor yeah like a, a floor of sunlight like a floor that's below you i'm trying to find the name of the game um as we talk about it but it seems very cool. It reminds me a lot of Antichamber, which is another non-Euclidean geometry mm-hmm. game that was on PC. Uh, it's called Manifold Garden, is what it is. Uh, and the the tagline on Apple Arcade is, Explore an Escher-esque world. Mm. Um, 
Explore a beautiful Escher-esque world where the laws of physics are different. Geometry repeats infinitely in every direction and falling down leads you back to where you started. Manipulate gravity to change your perspective and see the world in new ways. Master the rules of the universe and restore a barren world with vegeta- vegetation and life. So, Vegetation. Vegetation. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Portal 2 in the same way. You're mm. kind of like manipulating objects in space to to finish puzzles and it's very cool it runs quite well on my somewhat dated um ipad pro does it have any sort of narrative like element like portal 2 not that i'm aware of as of yet doesn't mean it's not there somewhere but um i haven't found anything like that before so um manifold garden on apple arcade check it out it's pretty cool 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 uh you guys want to talk about jedi fallen order well, you you beat a game, Brian. Well, I did oh, yeah. play what did, other what games. Did you beat? What did I, you beat? Um, well, what I didn't beat was the Outer Worlds, but okay. I, I feel like I'm at least seventy five percent through that game at this point. Maybe more, depending on how if I decide to do all the side quests left and whatever. Yeah, that, but, uh, like I think you and I have a similar issue. That game does not hold my attention. Yeah, it's like I fall asleep sometimes because like I like dialogue heavy games. I do. Some, I feel like the way it doles out dialogue is poorly paced. Mm. It's like you'll go into an area and you can literally spend hours talking to people and have no combat, yeah, or anything else to break it up. You know, yeah. Um, and that's like a little bit of an issue for me because I mean, like playing something like, uh, well, the games that it's somewhat inspired by like fallout mass effect or fallout whatever i feel like you found smaller clusters of people to talk to you know and then move on to exploring and combat and stuff a little quicker with this it's like like when you go to the space station i was walking around talking to people for what felt like days and there's not going to be any fighting if you don't yeah. like decide to just kill everybody <laughs> yeah um and yeah, I think it's mostly like a pacing issue for me with that game because I do enjoy it. Like the all the like side characters for the most part are pretty cool. Um, they have believable backstories and all that, and um, I like that they have their own little like personal missions too. Uh, the combat. I liked more, I think, in the beginning, and I just feel like it doesn't really get much better after a a certain point. Yeah, it's kind of a bit repetitive, but I mean, that's how combat is in most games, I suppose. Um, The uh, I do really like like the skill system in general, though. Yeah, like how you get when you hit fifty points, you can start specializing in like one of the like three in the category. Um, so I, I have like a, I think my lie ability is like 70 points or something. (laughs) So I just tell lies to people all the time. Like my, my dude can literally just steal something and say, I didn't do that. And then the people just go away. They're like, (laughs) Oh, "Oh." okay. (laughs) Yeah. Does your character have orange skin and weird hair? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think mine's got like a skullet kind of thing going on and like a beard. I yeah. like I like that it uh, that system removes some of the choice paralysis for me too of like oh I can dump one point into this and it gives me a point in three different categories mm-hmm. 
And not only that, but it also kind of opens me up to using those other skills that I maybe wouldn't have put points into a little bit more because I'm not just keeping them at like two points for the whole game. You yeah. Know? So I like that it kind of opens up the possibilities for people who maybe typically specialize a little more earlier on than, than others do. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to finish it. I just don't know when. I'm like not pressed to finish it soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm not compelled to play any more of it personally. Like, I like the game. I think we all have the same problem where it hasn't quite sunk its teeth in, but we can all agree that it is a very well put together game. Yeah. The weird thing is, is that like the um, the Firefly of it all should like hook the shit out of me. Yeah. Like yeah. I should be not playing anything I, else so far i think because it it's 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 too subtle like i yeah. think they should have like it should be smacking you in the face a little bit more than it does and i think that would have hooked you more um but i also think that it's because it is a stripped down version of like fallout and skyrim and those sorts of games it doesn't it does all of the things you want it like all of the main base mechanics are extremely polished and work very well but there's something about it that doesn't it just doesn't quite grab you yeah i think i don't remember who was talking about it this way it might have been um i think they were saying it talking about it like that on split screen where it almost feels like a theme park or something like there's all these attractions you know yeah you go to but everything's like very like it's a, it's open but it's like almost it's open, but on still rails carp- at the same time. Like uh, I don't know, compartmentalized yeah. in a way. Yeah. You basically are going from room to room with different rides in it. You know. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. You can feel it a little bit more than you do in a game like Fallout, which yeah. is so big. And I yeah. mean, it, if anyone, if anyone's using Game Pass, this is a great opportunity to utilize Game Pass. I think it's one of those games that everyone who has and is using game pass will enjoy totally i don't necessarily think i would spend 60 bucks on it uh but i think it's worth the money because it definitely i could see myself replaying through it in a few years i do think the replayability will be sweet if you play you know like we were saying last time like if you have a dumb character and you're using the dumb dialogue (laughs) choices like things like that i mean the things i get away with with just using dialogue is are ridiculous Uh, and the things that you can say are just so funny I'm uh, interested to see what the Switch crowd thinks of it when it comes out because I know it's yeah. coming to Switch early next year or something like mm, that. Nice. You know that it, it's not really the type of game that you get on Switch unless you're playing Skyrim. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be interesting. But it makes me very interested in watching Obsidian. Like, yeah. Not that I haven't been interested before, but the fact that Microsoft picked them up and is like, we want you to make games. Yeah, with, I'm interested to keep an that, eye on what they're going to do. That extra backing, I feel like they're going to make something really big and polished well, next time. They did announce a new game at XO or they whatever. They did, but that oh, was really? like uh, that's like a somewhat of a. It's supposed to be a smaller scale. It was like an experiment that people were working on apparently in Obsidian. So okay. they're still working on the bigger RPG thing, but I can see the Outer Worlds and the way that it's shaped and sized being. A stepping stone to something coming next right basically so it'll be it'll be interesting to so see. i probably would have played more of it this week than than usual because uh i couldn't play destiny all week 
because you had, I had internet. internet issues, which is a whole different ridiculous story um, that's still not entirely finished. That's terrible. Um, but the problem with Outer Worlds is like you can play uh, the Game Pass games offline, most of them. Yeah. But for some reason, that game saves all of your save games to the cloud and doesn't put any of them on the hard drive. That's like locally, especially considering it doesn't have like cross save. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. really dumb. It's that's really like absolutely I, stupid. I couldn't find a solution for it other than like I used my phone as a hotspot just to load games and save them. <laughs> and it was just kind of annoying having to tether it in. Yeah, so I I got sick of that and I went back. I was like, well, I should probably go back to Dishonored Death of the Outsider because you can play that offline in Steam easily. And like all the save games are saved locally, um, so I went back to that, and I actually finished it, which is nice because I haven't finished anything in a long time. I feel like <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I definitely feel like gameplay wise, it's the definitive version of a Dishonored game. Like the way they changed the very subtle things, like your void energy, which you use for your abilities, like mana. It, it just comes back automatically. Like, you don't have to consume anything for no it. potions or anything. Um, and they have, like, such a huge variety of bone charms, which are basically, like, uh, they give you skills. Um, some of them are very unique. Like, one lets you uh, use the teleport ability like it, and become invisible temporarily after using it or something. Just stuff like that. Just little modifiers um, on the skills. Yeah, I used one that gave me... I decided to play a very aggressive uh, way this time instead of the last... Like, when I, I beat Dishonored 2, I actually played the whole game without killing anybody. Just for the Did, hell of didn't it. did you have a bug that screwed you over? Yeah, but that I got had to resolved. wait until that was patched okay. out. Yeah. But um, this time, I just decided to go, like all out just assassinating everyone pretty much nice and uh it was actually way more fun to be honest because you, you don't have to be quite as cautious yeah like if if something goes awry you can usually keep things manageable before like the entire building full of, full of people is hunting you down <laughs> but um shit i forgot where i was going with that i'm sure you're not surprised <laughs> um Oh, yeah. So one of the abilities I used a lot, the bone charm ability, was you got your health back every time you did a stealth assassination mm. on a target. So that, like, saved my ass. Um, yeah, it's just, it's fun. Like, it's so ridiculous, some of the things you can do in it versus the old ones, too. Like, the teleport ability is actually called displace. You can literally teleport to where somebody's standing and it, they explode. <laughs> Damn. But it hurts you a lot, obviously, <laughs> uh, and knocks you down. Um, but there's there's just a lot of really like clever ways to to solve problems in that game, and uh, I I like the open endedness of it. The level design's not super spectacular, but it's good enough. Like Dishonored Two had some of the most ingenious levels I've ever seen. And they had ones with like actual puzzles in them and stuff. That's good. Yeah, I remember hearing about like the clockwork. Yeah, yeah. The clockwork mansion is 
amazing. Like there's all these switches and levers that reconfigure the entire house. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and then there was another level where you could basically, you could on the fly switch between, um, like an alternate version of it, like mm-hmm. an alternate dimension version. I think it was maybe a different time frame. And, uh, when you switched over, you could still see like ghostly like images of the other version, the other, like the people moving around in the other version of the uh, timeline. And that was super cool. Um, they did stuff like that a lot, which reminded me of like how like uh, Titanfall two played around with the, the usual gameplay of a shooter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was cool. But overall it, yeah, it's definitely shorter than the other ones, but it feels a lot tighter. And the best part about it is your decisions throughout the whole game do not affect the ending. Hmm. I, I felt like it pigeonholed you into playing one way too much yeah. the way they had the old game set up. And this one, basically, at the end, like any other part in the game, you can choose whether you want to finish it like non-lethal or lethal. And, yeah. That's good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else? That was it. <coughs> Talk about Jedi. Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, yep. Both Brian and I are playing it on EA Origin Access Premiere, whatever the f- hell that's actually called. I I will play it at some point. You should you should download it because because uh, I I. I Honestly, this is the best feeling Star Wars game that I've played in a long, yeah. long time. It's not without its problems, but it is Star Wars as hell. Like it's, yeah. As soon as you start playing it, it's like, wow, this is... The music yeah. is great. They get the characters right. The writing is fucking hilarious. Like, I was playing uh, one point today where... where so. It is very Dark Souls. I know people have said that. To me, it feels like an easier version of Dark Souls because For I'm sure. not. I'm, I won't give you any story spoilers, uh, Gladish. So don't worry about that. But um, everyone dies. Yeah, they all die. Uh, but the um, it feels like Dark Souls, but it feels easier because I'm not failing at it all the time. So that's interesting. Although there was this one really difficult monster that I came up against. Did you see? Did you fight the Ogo Bogdo or whatever? His I name did, is? but I cheesed it. You cheesed it? Okay. Like, you were just staying in yeah, that area? Yeah. yeah. So so that pisses me off, the fact that that's possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's possible in Dark Souls games, too, isn't uh, it? Not to that degree. I don't know. I got some. I got pretty cheesy in any Dark Souls game that I've ever played. But, <laughs> um, Sekiro? Did, was it, could you cheese stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just ask Zach. He watched it yeah, all. Yeah, I wasn't aware... <clears throat> Not to get sidetracked, but he told me that you can literally literally parry any enemy in yes, even and the I didn't, animals. I didn't which is realize the that. That's what I learned on the Ogdo, Ogdo Bogdo or whatever the fuck his name is. But it's it's got great Star oh, Wars. Oh wait, you can do it in anybody. that game. I was talking about Sakura. Oh yes, and yes. But yeah, okay, cool. Both. Right. Uh, Gladys says no story spoilers. I won't. I won't We're give not any story spoilers. S- yeah, but um, the so I'm gonna spoil it. So you can, you can. He's parry, a Jedi. Yeah, you can parry the Agobogdo when it goes to bite you. If you parry that, 
it'll it'll parry and you wow. can attack. So it's a lot easier than I thought it was going okay. to be fighting him. And I think did it maybe show you where easier... to find the blaster so you could parry properly? There's no blaster in the game, so I didn't have to worry about that, John. You can't. <laughs> you can deflect blaster shots though, which yeah. is great. So that's what I was gonna say. So the the great writing that I, well, it's not like a in, incredible writing, but. It's is not it an spoilery? example of incredible writing. No, it's not spoilery at all. So there was this one part where I was standing on a roof and I had stormtroopers firing at me. And if you parry the shot at the last second, it'll fire directly back to them. Mm-hmm. You can hold down the button to block them all, or you can parry right back to them and it kills them in one hit because they're just fucking stormtroopers. So <laughs> I, there were these two guys and I killed one of them. And then the other one was like shooting at me a couple times. And at one point he just says, hold still. <laughs> funny like i laughed out loud so it's it's great and i heard there's other instances and in, in, of clever writing like that of like there was one other dude i was fighting these other two stormtroopers and they like walk up to me and they're the guys that have like the shock staffs like you've seen in, oh yeah yeah uh, episode seven and i killed one of them and then the other dude's like wait we can't lose can we <laughs> or something like that. so they've just put a lot of thought into some of the incidental discussions that happen around the, yeah. the gameplay and it's it's really good in that respect um that's cool Did i you- haven't run into any major issues i know people were saying it was really buggy we're both playing on pc um, obviously. i haven't had any crashes okay it's just like characters kind of glitching out and like the way they de-aggro a little too easily sometimes that makes sense um stuff like that has been an issue it does feel kind of weird just like cleaving animals with with lightsabers because like on some planets (laughs) there aren't stormtroopers super aggressive yeah so like there's just this animal running up to you and then you're just like hitting it with a lightsaber and it doesn't like immediately kill how how are you lightsabering it like this like that a lot like that yeah well, I don't know if, yeah. It's not a story spoiler, but have you gotten a lightsaber upgrade yet? Lightsaber upgrade. <laughs> N- no, but I saw it, and I was sad that I saw it. I was so like, I won't, let's not say anything. I didn't about realize that. that it was in the game. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, I didn't either. Yes. Um, the nice so there are a bunch of cosmetics in the game, but there aren't any loot boxes or microtransactions as far as I can see. Yet. Yeah. yeah. But you can like your lightsaber has like six different things you can change, including like color and hilt and switch and stuff like that. The, so you can like customize it to make it look like other people's lightsabers. That's cool. Um, and there's some other like um, your character wears like a poncho and you can get different ponchos. They all and, look like, stupid as hell. Yeah, they the all really suck. One, but, so far at least. Um, so anyway, like some of the secrets and things maybe not don't feel as... Uh, as rewardable or as as rewarding because you're getting just like a dumb looking poncho gladys you're asking about loot there's not really like loot other than these things that are in like boxes yeah no it's, that are... it, it's not like dark souls or bloodborne in that sense like you can't find cooler armor or weapons yeah or whatever uh it's all like cosmetic stuff but i mean the more you explore you get uh cool little like lore things that flesh things out and also, every time you find one of those, it gives you XP toward your um, skill points that you acquire. Yeah, and so... the skill tree is pretty cool. It's it's just like a standard branching combat tree, but it is well thought out. And, like, once you actually start unlocking extra abilities, it is so much more fun. 
Like the combat yeah. really opens up a lot when you get a few of the abilities. The combat like starts off looking pretty flashy, but I can already see like as I add on a move here and there, it gets more and more uh, yeah, intense and, and cool. You you can do cool ass Jedi things like flips and stuff mm-hmm. in in mid combat and chain together certain attacks. That's one thing that I just discovered like right before I came here is how some enemies, like, if you use the right sequence of attacks on them, you can down them, like, almost immediately. Yeah. Whereas normally... Because they have, like, the stamina bar thing, mm. like the... Um, like uh, Sekiro has. Yeah. yeah like, posture. Um, but but if, you, if you do the right sequence of events and you kill that bar immediately, they're super weak to attacks, and yeah. then you can just take them down. Yeah, you can kind of brute force it, which is the thing... That's why it's a little bit easier. Like... You could beat this game without parrying, well, what, is what a lot of people have, have said. There's also like dodge moves to kind of get you clear of the danger that you're in if you wanna if you wanna play it that way too. So um, I mean, well, like Bloodborne and Dark Souls I never parried. I pretty much well no, Bloodborne I did. Dark Souls I didn't. I always did dodge moves. It yeah. was just how you So it's cool that you can play the game. But also the interesting thing is like the game gives you up front. There's four difficulties. There's story mode. There's Jedi Knight, Jedi Master and Jedi something. Uh, I think Jedi Master is the the last difficulty. Okay, so then it's maybe it's not Jedi Apprentice. But anyway, it's like there's three Jedis, but each of them, it shows you what attributes of the gameplay it's adjusting depending on what you pick. So it's like parry window is like oh if you pick the story mode the parry window is maxed out maxed out yeah so you can wait days to parry basically the amount of damage that you take is low and then there's another third thing so it just like it'll show you when you select what difficulty you want to do and you can move between them throughout the entire game so in the location that i'm in like i've been playing around with that a bit because i felt like the difficulty spiked but really, I just needed to get a good feel for the characters, yeah. or like the enemies that I was fighting. I've been playing on Jedi Knight, so maybe that's, that's why what it's I was playing easier on, for me. But I mean, that's well, that's the third difficulty, right? No, or four. No. Oh, well, I've, the, I was it's playing. The, it's the second one. It's the okay. one after story. So I was it's... playing on the third one, and I like that first planet. I got through without a, any real issue on yeah. that difficulty, but then where I'm at now. Um, like it, you, you fight more humanoid enemies and it's like, it's tougher. Yeah, yeah. It definitely gets tougher. And, um, so I, I put it back down to where you're at. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I might put it back up though. It's, I could probably it's well stand thought to out. boost it up and it actually makes me engage with like parrying and things like that. So I like. I don't know. I think it's a lot of fun. Honestly, of the three games that we're going to talk about today, it's the one that's like pulling me towards it most. Hmm. Um, we'll get to Death Stranding in a little bit, but it's just got this momentum to it, and it feels great, and it's fun, and the Star Warsiness of it. They hit the Star Wars shit right on the nose, and it's it's great. I, I will say, like one of the other games game franchises that it reminds me of too that it pulls a lot from is tomb raider like the way you exploration yeah the exploration aspect of it and like finding your your way through the different paths of the levels and stuff 
um, is very much like how Tomb Raider set their stuff up. Yeah. I think. But I mean, beyond that, the games are completely different. It's yeah. Just there's way more exploration than I expected. It's um, it's not as combat heavy as I thought it would be. Yeah, and they use the map to highlight things that you can't do yet because it is mm-hmm. a little Metroid-ish and that you yeah. get an ability and it gives you more access to the world. Yeah, that's cool. Well, so yeah, they, Tomb like, Raider did that too. When, like, yeah, but when you open up the map, it shows you like this thing is in red because you can't get past it and use it yet to move on to the next area. So you can just, at least that way you know like not to beat your head against yeah, the wall. Yeah, you're not going there and like trying to get through a door that you do something you can't do yet yeah so that's that's pretty cool but overall it's great for the 15 dollars that i paid to (laughs) rent it for 30 days using origin access premiere or whatever the hell it's called my my access is up for my annual one i bought last year uh i thought i bought it this year but i guess it was december so i have till the 15th to play unless i re-up i think that'll give you enough time to beat the game at least Um, possibly yeah so but no, it's it's quite good, and I think people should check it out. Maybe wait for a few more patches on the consoles. I've heard things are a yeah, little bit worse for wear there. As far as uh, that goes, the other issue I've had is um, the game looks great, and the frame rate's really high, but I get these weird hiccups when I pan the camera. Yeah, me too. And that can be a bit distracting when you're actually in combat and you're trying to keep track of multiple people at once. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But other than that, it is very polished and very Star Wars. Are you playing with the controller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they tell you up front that you should play it with the controller. Yeah, it's like you can play this with mouse and keyboard. I tried playing it with the keyboard because the controller I was using uh, died, and uh, <laughs> but like the the keyboard controls are really. Yeah, weird. no, I would not want to play that but, kind of game like that. Yeah, no way. I think the controller is the right way to go. So, right on. All right, cool. let's hit news real quick. News. Oh, that's really and, small. And then I'll take a nap while you guys talk about Death Stranding. Well, uh, John, how about you talk about this stuff? Yeah, so um, Bioware is planning a complete overhaul of Anthem. Anthem's not dead. Everyone thinks it's dead. It's not, according to Jason Schreier on Kotaku. Uh, apparently, Which means it's true. They have a series of large improvements they're planning on putting through, but they're having difficulty deciding on if it's something they roll out little by little or if they do like a big Taken King kind of release like Destiny did. Um, but they're they have not given up on this game, which is cool. Like I would like, I would love to go back to it at some point. Uh, not that anybody else is going to, but I would like to personally i mean if they do a huge update i would be willing to go back i'm just i would be curious to know what exactly they're changing and i mean they're again they're debating like is it something where you know it's sold at a discount to current players or is it something that is you know i would hope at this point that it is free for anybody who's purchased the game yeah well i mean and also like i I it doesn't matter to me i have ea origin access or whatever so I would have it no matter what. Well, but. but they also like when the game came out, they had that roadmap with like three yeah. named phases on yeah. it of like story content that was coming, and that all got delayed and hasn't. None of it's seen the light of day, as far as I understand. I, the cataclysm yet. thing did, but it, I don't think it was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. So, and not to mention the game like ends with a cliffhanger of like here's this enemy type that you haven't even seen yet, basically. So for uh, uh, like, there's a lot of story stuff out there. They, they felt like they were just about to get into it, and, and yeah. I hope with 
the release of like a second, a 2.0, or they're saying Anthem next, or whatever it ends up being. I hope they can delve more into that Hoping stuff. Hoping they come up with something more creative than 2.0 or next. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever it is. Like, I. here's the thing. Nobody wants this game to be bad. Right. No, I mean... There's somebody out there that does, but they're an asshole. So nobody wants the game to be bad. If if everybody can't, like, if they if they put out, if they pushed and, like, we're like, hey, here's a great update to this game. We have more content for you. There's stuff to do. This is everything we wanted to do in the first year, but we couldn't because we messed up. That'd be great. And I think a lot of people would come back to it. I think a right. lot of people would check it out, and, and it would probably be a good thing for them. To be able to kind of show, oh, hey, this is what we wanted this game to be. Yeah. So, you know. I don't know. I mean, I think that's just a trope of these games as a service in general. Like, they every single one comes out and they're like, okay, it didn't quite hit the mark. So, here's round two. Every single one of them has done this. Yeah. All of them. Yep. Even the good ones have done this. Destiny did it twice now. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not like it's not out of the it's Destiny not out of the did realm it. Of Destiny did it like four times now. If you really break it down, like they've <laughs> they've fucked up four times and fixed it four times supposedly. Well, and the thing is, like, here's the only thing is that I think Destiny has started fixing it faster, and and EA was obviously still learning what they wanted figuring out what they wanted to do and learning how to do it well ea is also letting go of a majority of their staff here and there you know that probably so, doesn't help either no but um glad says he can't wait for destiny 3 <laughs> me either man <laughs> but anyway like i hey sixth times the charm more power to him i hope anthem whatever it is yeah, I hope it's cool, it's and I want to check it out, and I would love to go back to Anthem at some point, and hopefully more people want to play it with me, because that would be cool. Anyways, that's all about Anthem. Next. What what else is next? Xbox XO19 happened. Yes. Brian. Brian. They announced a lot of exciting additions to the Xbox Game Pass, <laughs> most of which are... Uh, what? He no. just increased it to like size 82 font. No. So you could read it. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. It's still blurry. <laughs> I tried. Uh, Let's see how uh, big I can go. Oh, jeez. That's pretty good. <laughs> can you read that now? Yeah, I could read that. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, can you set it to auto scroll? <laughs> It's almost oh, too man. big. It's distracting now. Like, um, so yeah, there's 50 new games that they're adding. Yeah. Um, and to X Cloud. Oh, specifically. Well, no, okay. So also Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. That's what I was <clears> looking for. <throat> yeah. Um, a bunch were available immediately, including Rage Two and Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition, which I will definitely be downloading soon. Um, and uh, some other big ones like The Witcher 3 and probably what you guys are most excited about is a shit ton of Final Fantasy games. Yep. I mean, I already own four versions of each of them, but <laughs> <laughs> that's um, cool too. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Let's, well, let's hop up to this xCloud thing. They have big updates to Project xCloud. Um, they said at the show, they announced that they would be adding 50 games to the service from 25 partners, including Madden NFL 20, Devil May Cry 5, and Tekken 7. 
We also learned that xCloud will be available on Windows 10 PCs in 2020 and soon will soon support additional game pads from third-party controller manufacturers, including the DualShock 4. Nice. They're adding DualShock 4 compatibility. That makes to you their, happy, I'm sure. Their Stadia, Stadia competition. No, that'd be great. I could play some Xbox. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but the... Is this a Stadia competitor or is this like a PlayStation remote play competitor? Like what what is xCloud really? Like I feel like it's kind of both. It's meant to be both. Yeah. It's kind of their. It, it probably <clears throat> will be superior. It, like that that was kind of like the way that they said it. They are not only working on the idea that you could play your Xbox from anywhere, but also on the idea that you'd be playing your games in like from the cloud. Yeah, you could stream. Yeah, so. I know that they have people playing it right now. I know that they're all NDA'd as well, so I don't know what information's out there about it. I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that we didn't get any invites. I they know, know they know us. They know we're part of the media. Yeah. I I doubt it. Shh. But let, uh, let me have this moment. No, it, it it sounds good and hopefully, you know, more on Stadia soon. But we, we've gotten too big for Microsoft. Yeah. Can't fly under the radar anymore. Yeah. This is hurting my eyes. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a new Rare game called Everwild. Rare, the people behind Sea of Thieves, Banjo-Kazooie, GoldenEye, and Perfect Dark. They have a new game coming. Uh, they had a trailer that was announced. It looks I really cool. I haven't seen it. We can hit play here so we can watch a little bit of it. But uh, always nice to see Rare coming out with something new. Yeah. Sea of Thieves is another game that hit and wasn't great at... Yeah, First glance to a all, lot of people. Literally every game is oh, a Oh, wow. This game's beautiful. Yeah, it looks very pretty. There's like deer type things. Deer giraffes. With like golden manes. Orange manes. Yeah, it looks very cool. <clears throat> it's like Disney meets wow. Monster Hunter or something. Yeah. I wonder what it'll be like gameplay wise. But gameplay is generally pretty solid with their games yeah rear knows what they're doing They've yeah been doing it for a very long time looks like a very similar engine to like a sea of thieves because i mean sea of thieves looks great too especially the water but this like these landscapes have a lot more to play with in them than yeah sea of for thieves sure does so did you guys ever play uh viva pinata no but i remember pinata? people freaking out about it it, on the it was pretty wild yeah. yeah but no this looks sweet so that's awesome Oh yeah! It looks like there's some stealthy stuff oh, to it, cool. some animal hunting, but yeah, awesome. Whoa. Yeah, I wonder if it is just like another kind of monster hunter sort of game or something, like a Sea of Thieves monster hunter like crossover. Yeah, a little more to it. I mean, I assume that this woman and the two people behind her is like a crew of people. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it's more story driven or something. But it's called Everwild. And it'll be coming at some point in the future. Probably Project Scarlet in the next generation. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, some Black Friday deals. Um, it sounds like an Xbox One X is going to drop down to three forty nine ninety nine. If anybody That's needs a to sweet pick one deal. up, um, and I'm definitely going to grab another controller. Yeah, a bunch of games. They're going to be oh, twenty dollars. And I want the new Elite controller. Yeah, the the series, series two or whatever. I was it is. trying to play Jedi Fallen Order with my Elite controller, and it's got the one wonky analog stick. Mm. It's just like too loose, and I'm like, man, that adjustable stick tension would be amazing. Yeah, I have to adjust my stick tension all the time. 
there's a game called Tell Me Why from Don't Not Entertainment. Tell That's the people. Why. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of when I heard about it. But uh, it's the people who made Life is Strange. Um, so, uh, and I think it's the first playable video game hero from a major studio and publisher who is also transgender. So they have a lot of stuff on that and this announcement uh, trailer. Grounded is the game from Obsidian. Uh, it's a first-person co-op survival game coming in the spring to Xbox through Game Preview and, and Game Pass. And it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, right? Yeah, so it's like a bunch of... Uh, it's like set in a backyard, and but people people are small and like they're like, hey, the normal things that you do in your backyard are like big hazards to these small people that are in your backyard. <laughs> like a dog taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's a pretty cool idea. It's definitely cool. It looks it, beautiful. It's Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Kids the Game is what it is. So, yeah, they said this was like a smaller team at Obsidian that was um, working on this kind of separately as like an experiment. Yeah. And so it'll be cool to see what they come up with and, and how it kind of takes shape. It looks really interesting. <laughs> the idea of like, like a... Oh, that's awesome! Obsidian style first person-y game, and like where you're exploring your ant tunnels in your backyard looks pretty cool. Yeah, except there's Draugr in them. <laughs> Still <laughs> Draugr, but yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, I think that's mostly all the big stuff that came out of XO, uh, the big Xbox show that well, happens every year. Well, thank you for covering that, Brian. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Just call me Brian's eyes. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then I'm going to talk about Google. They Ale- had Alex's tears and Brian's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Google. Uh, somebody from Google did a an AMA on Reddit this week about Google Stadia, and uh, it was that some of the responses that happened were pretty pretty crazy. Uh, but one of the main things that came out was that a lot of the features that are coming to Stadia will not be working at launch including the things like Stream Connect, which is where you can um, watch other people play their games, or State Share, where you can like basically offer people a link that will boot them up to the exact same point as you in a game. So basically anything unique they're bringing to the table. That stuff is going to be released next year. Uh, so, and, and I think he said the first game with Stream Connect will be launching by the end of the year. He expects it to launch by the end of the year, but the games that I support... I expected all the games to support that. State Share and Crowdplay will be released next year. Uh, Stadia does... It has achievements. Um, you will get... Like, they're recording the milestones, but it's not going to, like, tell you about them or show you them anywhere until <laughs> later in the year, shortly after launch is what he said. Um... The Chromecast that ships with the Founders Edition is the only one. They're the only ones that will be able to use Stadia from the get-go. Yeah. That firmware is not going to hit the other Chromecast Ultras. Um, that just seems for some weird time. to me. Seems like a strange choice. Uh, family sharing. Basically, they don't have any system in place for that as of yet. So if you want your kids to be able to play a game, you have to buy two copies of it if you want to play it as well. The uh, buddy passes that were supposed to give founders the ability to share like three months of st- of Stadia with their friends won't be sent out until weeks after launch. And then, uh, yeah, the controller will not be <laughs> available to everybody who ordered it <laughs> in the founders edition even. Um, and then everyone that the thought they were getting it on launch day probably won't either. 
because it'll like trickle out supposedly right yeah Shipping wise because they said it's really hard to ship a bunch of stuff at once yeah all, the, all five founders packs kotaku article here it says everyone who pre-ordered stadia will get their codes to sign into the service starting november 19th and will be able to play on their phones or chrome desktop browser with a keyboard and mouse however the packages containing the controllers and chromecasts will have staggered shipping sent out and the order pre-orders were received Quote, I ordered my Stadia Founders Edition in June, and my delivery date says November 20th through 21st, Lee said, offering an example. Another person commenting on the AMA said they currently had an estimated ship date of late November, early December. And the quote from the guy says, moving atoms is a bit more complicated and less predictable than moving bits. So the actual delivery date will depend on the mail truck, traffic lights, etc. So you heard it here. Traffic lights are the reason you don't have your Google Stadia controller. Um, yeah, I mean, all right. Here's the thing: um, a lot of the stuff at the top of that, where you know the the unique stuff, as Brian called it, that Stadia is offering. I what I understand of that is the fact that developers actually have to implement those things into their games. Yeah. And developers are afraid to do anything with Stadia because they don't think it's going to last. So this is the catch-22 of this entire situation is it, it's relying on developers doing these things, but the developers don't want to do them, so it's going to fail. That's what this tells me. Is like it's going to fail because it's not getting the support from the developers that it needs because the developers are scared. And that, that's what bothers me about it is like clearly they're just waiting for it to fail like they want it to fail it seems like because nobody is taking the only company i know that's actually taking a huge leap with this as far as i know is ubisoft because they're putting basically the entire uplay plus subscription will be available shortly to play through stadia i don't know that it's going to be shortly even like i don't know Ghost, i don't know there's recon breakpoint isn't even in like the launch window no, I, I know but, but, but the, their plan is to be able to <coughs> use your uplay plus subscription to play on stadia anywhere in the world and that's with, awesome with cloud saves for all of the games that you already you have know, save games for that's and i i'm glad ubisoft is doing that that's the kind of big name company you need to to be behind this but where's everyone else like why can't everyone else kind of just like probably waiting for the xbox one i understand not wanting to spend the money and the resources on it right now but at the same time like if you, they're just asking for it to fail is is my i, I don't like I, but here's the thing it's not like on google google hasn't made the case like the whole idea behind this is that like literally every device that you own can play these but right now it's only the Chromecast that you buy from us for $130 or your Pixel phone or a Chrome browser. Yeah. Those are the three things you can do. And it has to be a Chrome browser on a PC. can't be a Chrome browser on your tablet. But, like, they haven't quite gotten to the potential of being able to set. Like, the idea was, hey, we have a huge install base for this already. That's great. But right now you've only got a few people that are going to be playing stadia founders edition yep. and not even all of them are going to have their controller or whatever on day one. And it's going to take time for them to get to the point where they can say, we have this many users and it is a justifiable business case that you should be bringing your games to our system. The other thing is, is like, what does it mean to bring games to this system? Why aren't games like ghost recon Breakpoint or, 
Borderlands 3 or anything like that. Like, these games are already out on PC and Xbox and PlayStation. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't even what care. What work are they doing to bring, like, what do they need to do to these games to bring it over? Because if it takes, like, significant manpower to make these games work on the Stadia platform, then it's they not, kind it's of not, fucked up in the first place, right, right? It's not worth it then. I mean, that's, like, I... I don't even care that none of those things are going to be available for use at launch. I don't care about the the achievements. I don't care about the the you know whatever they call the shit where you can watch people and then join their game. I don't care yeah. about any of that. Like I don't understand why it doesn't just work. Like you know these are essentially PCs servers that like why can't I just why isn't the UPlay catalog already available on it? I guess like well, why can't I just play any PC game I want on it and remotely? You know what I mean? Like where's who cares about all the implementation of the other things? Like nobody gives a shit about that. They just want to be able to play games remotely from their phone. <laughs> like that's all. Like if you really think about it, that's what everybody's complaining about is they just want to be able for for this to work like right off the bat, like to be able to play whatever they want to play, however they want to play it, wherever they want to play it. Yeah. Well, and that's the th- like this, so that it doesn't work that way apparently, right? Right. Like, that but that's must, that's what I'm saying is like they have should. It should. But, yeah, so in terms of, like, the actual games that are coming on the 19th, we've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, the collection, which includes Shadowkeep, which came out recently. Uh, Guilt is the only, like, exclusive game to Stadia at this point in time that will be arriving on the 19th. Just Dance 2020 is coming. Kine is coming. I don't know I don't even what know How do you is. even play Just Dance on Stadia? Like, what do you- Great question. Are you using a, a webcam? <laughs> like, what is the... I don't know. Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Thumper. It probably uses the Google Homes in your house to, like, like ping out, like, a Feel sonar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then t- all three of the new Tomb Raider games are coming and Samurai Showdown. So those are all the games coming on the 19th. If you're a Stadia Pro subscriber, you get Destiny 2 and the three Tomb Raider games. So... Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Everything else supposedly will be fifty nine ninety nine. I don't or at least normal retail pricing for some of these games. I don't know if guilt is like a full fledged game or not, but they also have other games coming in twenty nineteen, uh, including Attack on Titan two, Borderlands three, Darksiders Genesis, Dragon Ball two Xenoverse, Farming Simulator nineteen, Final Fantasy fifteen, Football Manager twenty twenty. Uh, and then there's more stuff coming and why does it say also coming in 2019? <laughs> uh, yeah, so more games coming in 2020 include Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Grid, um, Metro Exodus, NBA <laughs> 2K20, Rage 2, Trials Rising, Wolfenstein Youngblood. So, you know, I, <sighs> I'm rooting for this to work. I really am. They're making it hard, but I'm still rooting for it. I did tweet directly at Google and Google Fi and Google Stadia, and I said to them, as a current Fi subscriber uh, and a future Stadia user, I would really appreciate it (laughs) if the Stadia didn't count against my data cap. So... That would be a cool advantage to this because yeah. it's not like you could do that with like the PlayStation or the Xbox. And it doesn't. Of it doesn't do that for my Google Play Music subscription that I have, or when I use YouTube, that all counts against my data, which is kind of a bummer. But it, I, I'm, it's I'm, just increasingly seeming like they should have waited. 
a Let's, little bit. Yeah, a lot of the consensus is that this is just another beta, and they should just call it a beta instead of like a release. Like either it should have been a beta, or they should have been like, "Hey Nintendo, we have your streaming platform. Partner with us, and now you'll be streaming just like the other two companies that are both using Microsoft's tech yeah. for it." So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's coming this week, supposedly. Both John and I have the Founders Edition arriving uh, the 20th or 21st, I believe, according to our current yeah. uh, shipping I'm status. hoping they just did that to do that, and it actually shows up on the 19th. Is well, what I'm, and from what of, it sounded like on the Kotaku thing, at least we're going to get codes to log in, so we could mouse and keyboard some Destiny 2 on Tuesday. I also think everyone might end up getting a phone clip, too, for the controller. As that's like cool. a as a as a bonus, but I don't know if that's unfortunately for, my iPhone won't be able to play it. All, like almost all of the unboxing videos online got a phone clip. Okay, I, I, that's cool. You'll be able to use it on your Pixel, right? Yes. So it will work on my phone. I mean, yeah, I I'm real curious about it, but I don't know if they're gonna do a great job of like. It, honestly, I think this. If I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't be buying it. And if it wasn't, like, if they don't make a good case for it in the three months, then I don't know that I'm going to be subscribing to Stadia Pro either. So Yeah. I don't know. On, on a lighter note, whatever Nicole's cooking upstairs smells amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, hoping you guys talk about Death Stranding so I can go eat some food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, We're going to talk about Death Stranding. No spoilers. No spoilers. Death Stranding is an action game developed by Kojima Productions. It is the first game from director Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. After disbandment from Konami in 2015, it was released by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the PlayStation 4 and is scheduled for release by 505 Games on Microsoft Windows in mid-2020. Uh, real quick, the synopsis. The game is set in the United States during the aftermath of the Death Stranding, which caused destructive creatures from a realm between life and death to begin roaming the Earth. Players control Sam Bridges, also known as Norman Reedus, a courier tasked with delivering supplies to the fractured and isolated colonies that remain and reconnecting them via a wireless communications network. I like calling this game The Walking Daryl. Because that is exactly what you do in this game. There's a uh, shitload of walking. It sounds really stupid. That's pretty good. But I will tell you right now, I think this is a game that is not necessarily meant for everyone, but I do think everyone should play it. You should give it a try. Everyone should try this game. So you haven't gotten to talk that much about games so far this episode. No, so you should, I'm going to go off on this off. real quick. So in this game, you play as uh, Daryl from The Walking Dead, and you basically get to ride a cool reverse tricycle motorcycle thing around these really rocky terrains and you get to carry a bunch of packages on your back and one of the cool things about the game is you get to change out the loadout of your back to create a balance so that you can walk over rocky terrain without tipping over yeah and you can have the most ridiculous tower of shit coming off of your back I mean, it can be piled so high, like three times your height almost, and it you can feel it sway and everything. I, this this game's ridiculous. It's so difficult to explain, but it is so interesting of a game, and I think it's an experience that everybody needs to is, feel. Is it kind of like trying to balance Jenga on your back? Like yeah, it's one, like one more package you put on there, and it just falls over. Well, so the thing is, like the a lot of the game. It, like the, the whole game is like a puzzle of traversal. 
so like for instance i had a mission yesterday where i had to deliver a pizza to someone mm-hmm. and I, I you're not allowed to tip it over you have to keep it horizontal so you you have to arrange the packaging on your back so that the pizza sits on top of <laughs> they everything they should have used the motion controls <laughs> for that it would have been nuts but so you you have to figure out how to how to rearrange all the packagings of like different things all your weapons and supplies that you carry the different ladders and like climbing ropes and things you have to figure out how to configure those in order to get the pizza to sit on top so once you have that figured out then you have to like traverse across the landscape without tipping it in any particular direction to keep it flat because you don't want to ruin the pizza so oh man cookies nicole brought us gingerbread cookies yes oh this is the best day ever so like here's the thing is like this game has an interface that is you figuring out how to arrange the cargo on your body on your person that's that's one mechanic of this yeah game. that's one of the many hundreds of mechanics the other mechanic is balancing things yeah well and 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 the thing is is like and the way that presents itself in the game is that if you are if you are like having trouble you're walking around on the surface of the planet that you're on which is earth as far as I know, that's not a spoiler. Who knows? Whatever. But anyway, um, so as you're walking, you'll start to tip. Like you'll see Daryl start tipping. His name isn't Daryl. His name is Sam Porter Bridges. But <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to call him Daryl. Um, you'll see him start to tip and you'll get this thing that pops up on the screen that's like hit R2 or L2, whichever way he's tipping, to steady yourself. You grab both of them, oh. and he grabs his pack, and he balances. Well, but it's oh, oh, so that's one way that you can do it. Or the other thing is that, like, if it's tipping one way, you can grab the other side to kind of pull him back to normal, or you can <laughs> grab both. I think the thing is, is that it's a speed decision. This sounds you, so ridiculous you, to me. Grab, we have this is this is literally just <laughs> surface know, level I've, shit. I've listened to many, we haven't even we haven't even. I've listened to many podcasts it. about this game this week. So like uh, I think basically if you use L two and R two to grab both, then you can't move as quickly as kind of the thing. If you just grab with one, then you can kind of re guide yourself and continue moving at the speed that you want to keep moving at. I I don't know that a hundred percent certain, but anyway, so that's one way that like the balancing aspect actually has an impact on the way you play because if you tip over and you fall then you could damage your packages or lose your packages in the stream or whatever well depending on what the package is because a lot of times it's or just, you really fuck up that pizza it's in, you're trying to it's deliver. in a container and you can damage the container that's fine but if you damage a container to the point where it starts destroying what's inside of the container that counts against your grade once you actually f- deliver the product to whoever's the recipient mm-hmm this is all one bullshit, minuscule aspect of what this game is because it's so complicated to explain. We haven't even touched on the BTs. So there's a yeah. whole slew of verbiage that like you as a player and a viewer will have no clue what the fuck they're talking about. There's a lot of proper nouns in any Kojima game, but this game has even more. BTs are essentially the ghost things that you've seen in the trailers, also known as beached things, BTs. By the way, I've only played three hours of this game, so if anything is a spoiler, I will react to it properly. 
We're not. I'm, I'm avoiding. John, John is not spoiling anything that doesn't happen like very early on in yeah. the game. It's all kind of the setup exposition. Like literally right off the bat, you learn that Norman Reedus has this thing called Dooms, and you as the player actually put yeah. in your birth date to determine whether or not the Dooms affects you more or less. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, and the Dooms is essentially something that like affects the BTS. This is something you learn within the first hour of the game. I'm not ruining anything. The first ten hours are a tutorial, so I literally. <laughs> will ruin none of this. Is this for like you. a disease or something? Essentially dooms it, it's, syndrome. They, they say he has the dooms. I don't know. Oh, we, don't, I, we don't know yet. You just gotta take it for what it is. The dooms it, it gives him the ability to kind of feel the he, he the, can sense the BTs. the BTs without needing a BB, also known as a bridge, bridge baby, baby, or the baby that's in the the tube thing on his chest. Got a case of the dooms. Now the bridge babies are the connection to the other world, which is essentially the world of li- like death. Like you are living in the world of life currently and acting in the world of life. It makes sense. You would live in the life world, and there is the the, the world, the other side, the other world, the death, whatever. However you want explain it and essentially the bb the bridge babies as they are called are the bridging link between the world of the living and the world of the dead because they were babies that were born to a still mother the mother died during birth connecting them to the other side this mm-hmm. all gets learned like within the first 45 minutes it's all full i think i've pretty dump. much learned about that before the game came out maybe yeah but i feel like a lot of people don't understand it because who the fuck knows i'm i'm 14 hours into this game and i still don't know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It's fucking great. Delivering pizzas. I, I'm delivering like pizzas. Doing. Yeah, I delivered a whole bunch of performance uh, underwear to one of the engineers in the game <laughs> yesterday too, because he needed some new underwear. So yeah, I've got some okay. good texts from Gojo. So what I've heard about the game that I think is fascinating is the fact that there is an online component to this game. Yes, and I was not aware of that before launch, and that's just it's wild to me. Like apparently. The entire game is a social commentary on social interaction and social media in the internet age. Like, it is literally, like, poking fun of and exacerbating what we currently use as, like, social networking, but in a video game format. You're getting dopamine rushes from liking other people's uh, buildings and things that they create in the world. As yeah, you so progress- how, can you explain that a little bit? So... As you progress in the game, you're able to build different structures such as like you can make ladders and lay them down as bridges across rivers or you can set ropes down so that people can climb cliffs and things like that. And those stay for other people. Everyone else in the right. world on the server that you're in, like I think you share a specific server with other players of some sort, and I think it's capped at a certain amount, but everybody plays on the same server that you're with. So you're always every time you join the game, you're playing with like the same 50 to 100 not, people, I not think. Not necessarily, no. It can be... It can be fully random, but you can also, I think it's called you can bridge link with certain people. Like if you found their creations to be particularly useful to you or you like the way that they've laid things out. Mm-hmm. If you bridge link with them, then it will keep their stuff <laughs> with hey, you. Hey, baby, I like the way you laid things out. Yeah, like the bridge way you link. put that ladder over that river that I can cross way more easily now. So We're not condoning being creepy. So it's possible to like continue playing with the same people but uh, as far as i understand it will continue to show you new people's stuff as well and, too. and as you're playing and interacting with other people's like objects and things that they've built you can like them like you give them likes like you do instagram photos yeah. and facebook posts and these likes accumulate as like points for you in a ranking system online <laughs> as well as like 
I think they help you essentially build your por- like your profile uh, as a courier as well. So like the character progression is like a five point star with like different things on it and like how how well you deliver the packages and how many packages you deliver and like how quickly you do it and things like that. So the likes can feed into that as well. Uh, Gladish asked, "Is the game basically a look how stupid society is nowadays?" It's it's not. It it's really. Because the whole game is about making connections, and now we are only making connections via these, like, you know, social media things like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and whatever the hell else. But this is somebody physically making connections between areas in the United States. The metaphor like, is not subtle. Like, no. it's, it's he's not, Kojima's never been great with subtlety in, in any way, shape, or form, but. Like it, there, there's a lot of social commentary in the game. From what I understand, more of it comes in the latter <laughs> half of it. But there's more and more that continues to to come, and 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 it's just like it, he's not particularly good at like making symbols for things, other than just like kind of barely laying out the premise of the game of like America's not connected anymore, and you need to connect it, Sam. Boom! Yeah, that's what this what, game is. What was the the taglines? Make America whole again it's, at some point. Like I forget what it is. I keep forgetting what. But they do like. There's a character that says one of the characters whose name is probably like Dead Man or Hard Man. I don't Die Hard Man. I think is his name. But anyway, he says something <laughs> about Make America Whole Again. And it's so on the nose. Very early like on, yeah. It again. This game is extra. We haven't even touched on anything involving Mads Mikkelsen, like in in the least bit. Yeah, um, and, uh, like it, we I'm could, not going to because yeah, we I don't necessarily need. I to. feel like that's actually a good chunk of the narrative. Yeah. in the in the game. Uh, so I don't want to spoil any of that, but his character gets introduced in a really interesting way. Yeah. Um, there there's so many different weird things. Like when you go back and you rest in like your apartment. You are able to take snapshots of yourself in the mirror, and when you do so, if you take more interesting snapshots, your BB gives you likes. <laughs> so, depending on how, like, and, and you can make you can make Daryl do different faces and things in the mirror using the joystick, and when he does it, you can snap photos at different points of the same facial expression thing and get different levels of likes based on how funny it is to the BB. <laughs> I it's super weird. Any of that. <laughs> um, I haven't quite figured out the connection. Like, there is a series of like little green army men figures that are actually the BTs and trucks and the couriers and things in the world. And I haven't figured out the connection between those and what you do in the world. I don't know. If I it- feel like the, the so being only like two or three hours in, I think they changed with the chapter change because there's the prologue and then I'm in chapter one and then chapter two, I think even. Well, I've noticed as I've killed more BTs, more of the green BTs show up oh, really? in my statues. So I don't know if it's me like embodying them in the green army men and putting them on the shelf or what. Yeah. But I have that. Chapter three is where the game really opens up. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've heard. So don't really know. Haven't you also um you learn fairly early on that your bodily fluids affect the BTs. <laughs> because so, they're full of dooms. So the Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> the chiral network or whatever it's called. Chir- chiral network is a whole other terminology. Would that you call learn. it there like I said, lots of proper nouns. Yeah. You drop a lot of dooms dung. No, you just yeah, you you drop some doom in the bowl, you know? <laughs> but anyway, by, like, by the way, when you poop in your private room, 
there's an ad for fucking uh, <laughs> for, his for, motorcycle for his show. AMC yeah, motorcycle for his, for his motorcycle show. show ride. It shows oh, it shows so an ad. Dumb. It's so dumb. Norman Reedus's so ride is like promoted right on the shower curtain around where you're dropping a deuce. There's there's speculation that that might be like a requ- like a contractual requirement or something. It, it may have been, or they just did it for sponsorship to help Koji- fund the cost of the Kojima's game. Kojima's like, I love you, bro, and I want you to do well. And let me let me. <laughs> yeah. Zach said, "What is even happening?" That's the thing, man. <laughs> I can't explain this game, but I'm telling you right now, everyone should try it. It is so ridiculous. I am very intrigued. I like, do want to try it. But. it. It's so difficult to explain. And if, if there's anything I can offer to you to, to convince you to try it out, I would say go read the Kotaku review of it because that's what inspired me to actually even... I didn't care about this at all until I read that review. There's something about it. Like, it... it, it you can be really glib and like look at it on the face and make the Amazon jokes and things like that. But he, Kojima has done an incredible job of like taking this mechanic and making a game out of delivering packages. Like what the fuck, (laughs) how and why? And it's, it's just not only that, but that sounds like an indie game. Like that's like Wilmot's yeah. Warehouse or whatever that just came out. Like delivering packages to people. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but then but you deliver packages is, in this environment that has this thing called time fall, it, which makes all of your packages deteriorate faster. Not only that, but this is like a triple A game using the same engine as Horizon Zero Dawn. Which that is a looks great engine. Gorgeous. And it's about delivering packages. <laughs> and it's just incredibly strange and it's something that only his brain would arrive at and and i think the fact of the matter is that the game feels good to play to me like one of the things that blew me out of the water about metal gear solid 5 i think it's one of the finest controlling games that i've ever played before yeah for sure it's just like the way that you go prone and you crawl and you flip to certain sides and you like change the way your shoulders are like where, where you're how you're aiming and things like that this game continues that and the idea that you can lose your balance but if you're like starting to like slide down a hill and then you can use l2 and r2 to grab the straps of your like of your your cargo or whatever and kind of steady yourself then then, you don't fall anymore and you pull back on the joystick and he adjusts the weight shift and then like there's just these little things that like i just can't explain like why this is so interesting i do feel like it would be really good to play with some some joy cons though (laughs) with some motion controls oh yeah i want the give me death stranding vr i want to be walking daryl oh man yeah (laughs) i want to i want to look down and pee into the toilet and then look back and see my tv show ad on on the he doesn't it doesn't show the ad when he pees when he pees it shows only when he's taking a crap it's a waterfall and it it has like statistics of like how much beer he's drank or something like that like when you're shitting you have more time to watch an ad you know yeah yeah of course but and we didn't even even get into that stuff like you don't have to go and like you don't have to spend much time in that private room and like it it helps if you've been doing a bunch of traveling like it helps to go back there and regain your stamina because your your max stamina that's what i do when i travel your max stamina decreases (laughs) over time uh and you you know it also lessens like it it increases the effect of the cargo that you have on you so it makes it harder to like to handle that cargo and like not take spills and things like that um It, it it is 
it is extremely difficult to explain this game. Like I, I can't. It's inexplicable. There's too much to it. There's so it's so many systems all mm-hmm. at once, and like it's just you, it, you have to experience it. And I think it would, uh, I think it would it would do everyone a solid to just give it a shot. I, I think it's one of those game like there's not going to be another game like like i can't this is even on another category than like a metal gear is this is not like even just the like the slight rush you get when you're like you're running a package from somewhere from point a to point b and you you come over a hill and like one of those low roar songs comes on because the whole game is like the music's all done by this band called low roar and it's all incredible music. It's super soothing mm-hmm. and like fun to listen to and like really well the production like is great. Like a low great. roar. Yeah. But when you come over the hill and one of those songs kicks on and it the camera kind of pans out to like a little more cinematic and like this game is a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like and it's just super well produced in in all forms. Like e- everything about it is just super well done and it's just weird. So it, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to check it out because it's a fucking weird game. But I think it's a game. It's a weird game that everybody should give a shot. I'm just not going to check it out because I don't have sixty dollars to spend on it right now. Zach says he's ashamed to admit that I will be watching a let's play of it. I was hoping one of you guys would stream it. I wanted to stream it, but at the same time, part of me was just like, I kind of just want to enjoy this and and I, it, like yeah, really I was experience it on my own and like. I think that's the way to get into it, like the isolation. Yeah, the the solitude of sitting there in a room by yourself in your underwear playing Daryl, connecting with other Daryls on your shelf and some monster energy. By the way, you have a canteen that turns water into monster energy. (laughs) If I could have that in real life, I would pay endless amounts of money for that. God, it's it's so fucking weird, but it's so good. (laughs) It's so good. It's just it's difficult to explain. It has to be experienced and rent this shit. You know, go out there and rent it and like see if it's worth you putting more money into. Or order it on Amazon and have it delivered to you. Here's the thing, and what I have heard is that they're like not getting into any spoilers. Like I've heard that there are people that don't really feel as though the game gives you the answers that you want by the well, end that's of it. Jason Schreier on the latest episode of Kotaku split screen said, he, he, okay, one, he had to stop playing the game because he has like a seven week old baby. And as soon as the BB in the game started crying and part of his, your job is to, like, soothe the BB. is to soothe the BB when it cries, he had to put the game down because he's like, I'm not doing this in the video game. It's my real life right now. <laughs> I mean, at least in the video game, you have a thing that you know, you can do to soothe the BB. So, Sometimes actual babies aren't easily soothed. You shake them, right? No. Oh. That's what you do in the game. Yeah, you shake the baby. (laughs) If you shake them hard enough, they stop making noise. In the canister that it's in. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, um, Jason Schreier said on the latest episode of Kotaku that he went through and read the Wikipedia synopsis of the entire story. And he's like, I have zero desire to play this game. And to me, it's like, one, you didn't really even give it a shot to begin with. I understand why. But... Also, like, why the fuck would you ever... Like, if you had an inkling to go back and play a game, like, why would you read, like, the entire... Well, and maybe he didn't, but, like, it's... Yeah, I I think that if you're going to go and do that, like, if this... Here's the thing, is that if this game is all about story for you, you're just kind of missing out. That's not the point. The point of this game is to, like, experience the way it plays and 
go through the trials and tribulations of walking Daryl and deliver these packages and make America whole again. Like, that's what the game is about, period. It's about the journey uphill with many packages on your back. It's a strand game, and the real strand game is the friends we made in between. There's just, I mean, little, again, little things about this. Like, for instance, when you... (laughs) When you run into an area where the time fall rain is falling, um, you end up getting like you have a little. Um, I don't, what do they call the sensor? What's it called? I don't know what it's called actually. Uh, it has a weird name. I yeah. can't remember the name of it. But you've got this sensor that like pops up and it like opens and it waves. It's got blinking lights on it and it opens and closes and it senses how close you are to the BTS. And uh, when you get away from them. It ends up like it's what that sensor is, is it's it's actually an appendage for the BB in a way. Adrodeck sensor. Yeah, the Adrodeck. Okay. So um, that was on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, it's it's essentially an appendage for the BB. So like when you leave the area with timefall and you get away from the BTs, the thing will sit there. It'll spin. It'll give you a thumbs up and then it'll go away. And and it's just like little shit like that, like the way it interacts with you, like you're forming you're creating this strand of a relationship with the BB. You're building strands from point A to point B, delivering stuff. You're connecting all of these different settlements to the chiral network. Like this game is just—it's so much bigger than any. Like it's just—it's in, inexplicable. I have another it, good name for this. Yeah, what's that? I, th- I think it's good. Let's hear. Daryl's across America. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl does Dallas. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm excited to play more. Of I it. D- I had, that's why I didn't pick up Pokemon. That's why I didn't yeah. start playing Jedi Fallen Order. Is like I didn't want to stop playing this game because I find it so intriguing. I think that's fair. I I feel like I'm super conflicted right now because I really really would love to like maybe I can just shotgun Jedi Fallen Order before my uh, my honeymoon and then play some Pokemon on the honeymoon and then come back and and, and play just some go Death Stranding. go balls deep in Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the walking Daryl, yeah. But no, it's it's fascinating, and and I don't like if if there's any part of you that thinks that you would be interested in it, I think you should really give it a try. Did I you buy a physical it. copy? I did. Do you want to borrow it for a week? I was gonna say maybe I should borrow it while you're gone. I can. If nobody else is. I can. We can. I can lend you that. Cool. I just I think everybody should give this game a go. It's it's just too. I can't. Everyone I've tried to explain it to, outside of the th- the two of you, because not, not that I have to explain it to you guys necessarily, but anybody else I've tried to talk to about it, they're just like, "What are you even saying?" <laughs> yeah. I, well, and it, like, I don't know. Like, there's the interesting thing to me is that this hasn't felt like, um, this hasn't felt like an RPG. Like, if you put a, if you put in a JRPG and you try to play a JRPG nowadays. There's like a lot of there's even more proper nouns. You need to learn what the world is and what's going on. There's so much more context to to gain, but the fact that this game like supposedly takes place in the United States and they have like these exposition expedi- exposition dumps at the beginning of the game that kind of explain a little bit about like what has happened to the United States in the intervening years or whatever. I just feel so much more grounded in it that it doesn't feel that off the wall to me to, to like 
to like really digest it and try to figure out what's going on. I'm like, oh, this makes sense to me somehow. Yeah. Which is kind of insane to be saying about like a Kojima game in general, but it it really works somehow. And I think that's one of the strengths that it has. But there, there is something to be said about like, oh, you got all this cargo on your back. It's all headed over to Edge Knot City or wherever the hell you need to take it. And you go over to Edge Knot City and you deliver it all. You got to rebuild roads and you're putting up bridges and like you're putting down ladders so people can climb and you're putting in ropes so people can climb or descend or you're putting in ropes so people can cross rivers at other points like there's there's and that's only part of it like i've unlocked uh exoskeleton legs so i can carry more shit on my back that's awesome and i have i've unlocked the guns like there are guns in the game that you use your bodily fluids in the bullets in order to hurt uh, the bts like a piss like, su- super it's, soaker it's their blood bullets essentially uh, is what they end up being <laughs> super soaker but yeah like it's it is just uh it's something else man there there are there are like with as elaborate as this game is, there are very few words to use to describe it. Like it's it's just it's, it's something I think everybody needs to play because it, it's a, it's a masterpiece cool. in its own right. Zach and called I would... it the United Daryl Postal Service Simulator. <laughs> uh, Carrie says Postal United Daryl Service. Puds, puds, puds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's very interesting, and I'm hoping that uh, we can we can rope Rick and Gojo into some uh, some spoiler cast stuff uh, later later on down the road. I did yeah. have a I did have a good text from Gojo that I should share. Uh, he he texted Rick and I like the day after the game came out because we've been talking it in our group tech talking about it in our group text a little bit. And he said, "Why do I like this game so much? I don't want to stop playing, but I don't know why." I just fought through a field of ghosts to deliver toys to a nerd. <laughs> Rick said, LOL, I'm in the same boat. It's so addictive. And then Gojo sent this sent this text this morning. He said, delivering 1,000 kg of emergency supplies through mule territory in my truck. Get hit with a spear. I'm ejected from the vehicle, which proceeds to continue rolling into a ravine. Ugh. Sounds heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it uh, I think the the way the game works and the fact that there's something like Timefall that like degrades the casing on the on the uh, packages that you have attached to you and like like the there's a lot of systems in the game that start off very oppressive and it sounds like as you continue playing the game they become less oppressive and you get better at your job of delivering packages and you can deal with these well, threats you, you better. start preparing differently you know like oh if i've got to make a trek that's like across this entire area that i'm in chances are you're going to need some container repair spray so mm-hmm. you make oh, this of course yeah. container repair spray and you have it carried on you but you don't want to make too much of it because you don't want to overload your pack like it has this level of strategy that like you don't normally think about like I mean unless you're playing Skyrim or whatever and you become over encumbered or what like it's like yeah. it is over encumbered the game well that's way. what like, having a, a spell that increases your yeah your your carry your, weight like, carry or weight and then just fast traveling somewhere that's what that's for right you don't have that in this but it's yeah this this game's something else man I I can't I, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I just want everybody to play it because yeah. I, I want other people. I want to know what other people think about it. Like, I feel like, you know, a bunch of the other reviewers, like, don't get it. And I feel like the one reviewer who did get it, the Kotaku writer, just fucking nailed it. And 
Heather Alexander. She's great. Alexander, yeah. But the, I think it, it sounds like this is either a game that clicks for you or it does not. And I think that's very interesting, but I feel like everybody should give it a try to find out which person. Like if I'm going are. through the chat and talking like about specifically the five people, not including myself that are currently in there of who would appreciate this game. I think every single person in the chat currently would like this game except Corey. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if they would like it for, for the 60 hours or whatever the hell it's going to be to finish it. But I still think it would be like worth picking up for some of them when it's like 15 bucks yeah. so you get a few hours out of it and you understand what the game is and what it's trying to do so I, I, I really hope that more people give it a try not that you know it's doing poorly or anything I'm sure it's doing great but I don't yeah I don't know I haven't looked at any of the performance of it I just I'm really enjoying it yeah and the guys cool. that when I picked it up at Best Buy the guys at Best Buy are like is this what is this game you know? and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude I have no clue like and he's like why you want to play it then and I'm like because it just looks fucking crazy and he's like it really does look crazy <laughs> he's like I'm gonna get it myself and I was like yeah dude like I have no clue what this game is but I really want to try it and that they do the Best Buy was like super pumped that somebody else was buying it because it like they didn't even have it out on the shelves yeah mine wasn't even out on the they shelves had to go either. in the back to get it yeah it was very weird like they were hiding it or something they didn't know it came out that friday for some reason even though like yeah well that's that's what that guy said he's like i didn't even think this game had come out already and i was like it came out yesterday and he's like oh and i'm like why is it on the shelf and he was (laughs) like i don't know and i'm like to the southfield one yeah yeah that's why yeah well that (laughs) that doesn't make any sense because i picked mine up the day of and was like this game came out today it's not out here anyway i had to go to customer service i've had to do that before too i walked over whoever runs the gaming department doesn't know what the hell they're doing why did it take them over 24 hours from the first person who bought it to like (laughs) i walked over to the there were six guys hanging out at the computer center desk yeah and they were all like two of them were like laying out on the ground (laughs) like on their cell phones and i'm just like I'm like, hey, guys. And they're like, oh, what's up, boss? And I'm like, can I get a copy of Death Stranding? And they're like, do we even have that? And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> and I was and I pulled it up on my phone is like, it says you guys have it now and I can pick it up in an hour, but I want to pick it up right now. And the guy was like, oh, let me let me go see if we have it in the back. And then he went in the back and he comes out. He's like, I didn't even know this game came out already. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck, man? Especially after I was there the day before getting it. But. No, the, I I'll leave it with this one this one uh, thing from the Google Stadia AMA that that happened. There was one at one point. Uh, the dude posted the dude who was doing the AMA. His name is Andre Dornichev, one of the Stadia team members. Posted this, a thing. He said, "You know what? Here's a crazy idea. Let me personally deliver one. If you are in the Bay Area and you're okay okay with me coming to your house at 9 a.m. on the 19th, please DM me with your pre-order number. I'll pick one person based on your order received." An order received and how close you are to my house and drop by on my way to work. Bring your order and per- and we can even play your first game together. And then like apparently one of the one of the comments on this actual Reddit post just said Death Stranding 2019. <laughs> 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 I heard about that on the Waypoint podcast. And it's, Beautiful. It's, it's hilarious. It's Beautiful. so good. But yeah. Death Stranding, check it out. At least try yeah. it, rent it, whatever. Gamefly, if Gamefly even exists anymore, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Jedi know. Fallen Order, check that out too. Yeah, Pokemon, we'll let you know if you should check it out. Yeah, we'll get there. 
Anyways, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Hopefully next time we'll be able to talk a little more about Pokemon and maybe a little more about Jedi Fallen Order and whatever the hell else is coming out in the next week. Probably a shitload of other games because that's just the season we're in. Um, If anybody has something they want us to, uh, to play, please let us know via social media outlets or join the Patreon and pay us to play something. Yeah. Anyways, that is all. Thanks again to everybody in the chat for joining. We really appreciate it, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.